Welcome, 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 y'all. This, what we are about to do for, I don't know how long I'm going to do this, but I, I just know that this is going to bless your life. Welcome, everybody. Come on in the room. Tag somebody. Tag somebody. Listen, I, I need you to be a part of this, bro. Tag somebody. I need you to be a part of this, sis. Come on in the room. And I don't even remember. Like, I was... I was so excited uh, to preach on Sunday because I haven't preached in like three weeks. I was so excited to preach that. I don't even know if I got up there and said, Happy New Year. <laughs> so forgive me. Happy New Year to my beautiful family, everybody who has been joining us for Thursday night service last year and Sunday night service at 6 p.m. last year. We have totally shifted. We have totally shifted to where now we are live in person and online on Sundays at 12 p.m. And I mean, people showed up this Sunday. I'm just excited about what God is about to do. You showed up online. I told my brother, I said, I feel like God is about to do something and I can't wait to hear the testimonies, the stories. I'm just excited. And um, what I feel the Holy Spirit has allowed for us to do. Welcome, everybody. Um, Happy New Year to you, too. Thank you for joining us. Uh, what I feel the Holy Spirit has really put on my heart is I want to do something called Therapy Thursday. Now, just some basic information about it. It's not going to be every Thursday, but it, it will be every other Thursday. Our services are going to be every Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Time. Um, on online and in person, and then Therapy Thursday every other Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. So every other Thursday, I'm going to be right here, and I'm just going to try to help. I want to help us heal. Like this particular title on tonight is Jesus and Therapy. Jesus and Therapy. And I'm explain why I want to do that in just a second. But as the years have been progressing, and people have been joining us, and I've been just honored to be a spiritual leader. I've been honored to be a evolutionist for you, to assist you with your spiritual evolution. And all of the emails, the letters that are sent to the church, the, the, the DMs, my wife and I are truly honored to serve you. Like that is genuinely my life fulfilling joy to see you grow. To see you grow. I, I want you to leave a state of brokenness. I want you to leave a state of being immature and I want you to mature. I, I want you to grow. I want you to heal. I want you to be about the father's business. I want to help you to redeem the original kingdom agenda in your life. However, each and every week, I was seeing this particular comment that people were leaving um, after I would go back and sometimes look at the comments and messages. They would say, man, this feels like therapy. <laughs> Anybody ever felt like that? Like you watch a sermon, this feels like therapy. Like literally one lady wrote us a whole letter and was like, listen, what this series did in my life, it has healed me more than my last four years of my therapy session and my therapist just asking me, so how did that make you feel? So how did that make you feel? And I was like, wow. So I said, okay, we need to come together once every other week, uh, besides you know, service on Sundays at 12. I want us to come together specifically for the month of, of January and deal with 
how to let go of what I what I really wanted. How do I move on from the life I wanted? How do I move on from that marriage that I wanted to work out? How do I handle the disappointment of that divorce? How do I handle the disappointment I still have from my parents? How do I effectively move on? Because it's one thing to move on, it's another thing to move on right, okay? Like I broke my finger when I was in middle school. Okay, I would show you, but I don't want nobody screenshot and say, oh, this pastor flipped this off. <laughs> I broke my finger in middle school when I was playing basketball. And I remember telling my friends like, man, when he passed the ball, that pop, that one hit different. I was like, oh, you just jammed it. And he tried to get my finger and like, I'll, I'll just pop it back in place. Never let somebody who doesn't really know the state of your condition try to give you medical advice, try to give you spiritual like. Don't try to fix me when you really don't know what's going on with me. And since I listened to my peers, they told me it was jammed. They told me that, you know, it's just, you just got to pop it back in place. Still to this day, my middle finger is crooked. I don't want us to move on crooked. I don't want us to move on crooked. So let's go a little deeper and I'm going to show you a few scriptures and I'm going to be done because I, I just want to kind of introduce you tonight what we're doing for Therapy Thursday. Um, there are going to be requirements as a believer, as a Christ follower, that you're going to have to be healthy on the inside to do it. Listen, y'all, for us to be true, benevolent followers of Jesus, there are going to be some requirements. If you consider yourself to be a follower of the way, if you consider yourself to be a Christian, there are biblical mandates and biblical principles that we are required to live out that is going to require for you to have health on the inside for you to do it. Like the biblical principle of generosity, if all I have ever known is parasitic people, like I constantly keep trying to serve people who only want a to-go plate. I keep on handing straws to people who only want to suck the life out of me. Parasitic people. Parasites live off of host. This is what my wife and I were talking about last year at the end of the cuffing season series. Parasites live off of host. This is why I believe they keep coming back because you literally give them life. <laughs> A leech survives off of, of attaching itself to others and draining you. So my survival is due to you being drained. If that has been your experience with people, with, with, with relationships, with business, and with church, when somebody starts talking about generosity, you're like, give from what? From where? And then if somebody says, okay, you need, to, you need to guard your heart. Listen, all I know how to do is establish walls. That's it. I don't know how to do no guards. All I know how to do is establish walls. I have walled my heart. And then I'll say something like, well, if you wall your heart, you can't get out and others can't get in. And you like, good. <laughs> At least I can still protect the parts of me that have been unaffected by your trauma. When all you have ever known is parasitic people taking the unfair advantage of you, your trust ability that somebody won't do the same thing, that's evaporated. So there is a biblical mandate of being generous that I am limited in executing because I'm not healed on the inside. I don't trust nobody. I don't trust anybody. Listen, let's go a little deeper, y'all. The reason I believe the enemy traffics so much in deception 
is because deception is a war move on your trusting ability. Did y'all hear me? This introduction, y'all. This is like introduction night. Deception is a war move on your trusting ability. The more you get deceived, the less you trust. So if I could have somebody deceive you in childhood, deceive you when you're adolescent, deceive you in a church experience, well, not only am I gonna have trust issues with you, not only do I have trust issues with myself, that bleeds over into me having trust issues with God. Will you really never leave me nor forsake me? Will, will you really make sure that all things work together for the good of those that love you? Like God, will you really? So now, due to me being deceived, I don't just have trust issues with people. I have trust issues with God. So there are principles that we're going to have to follow as benevolent followers of Jesus that is going to require for you to be healthy on the inside. I like what Jesus says in Mark chapter 12, the two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. How are you going to do that when you don't love yourself? How? I can't, I can't love from a place that's in a drought. I can't pour from a place that's in a desert. So now I'm trying to love out of a void because I don't even love me. And this is the beauty of wisdom. Wisdom helps us to skip unnecessary seasons. All of us are gonna go through a season, but for the love of God, if I go through a season, let it be for my purpose, not due to my ignorance. If I'm going to go through a season, let it be let it be because this is a part of my destiny, not because this is a part of my ignorance. Like there's some toxicity I can't avoid. But if all of us have if all we have ever known is toxicity, like somebody right now, like you wouldn't even be able to recognize the person that's looking back at you every single morning in the mirror if the trauma and the toxicity was removed. I've been through so much trauma I've been through so much toxicity that it has shaped my personality. Like I need for them to be sick. I need for them to be sick so that the prescription of my contribution can give me significance because I don't love me already. I don't even know how to love me, but it makes me feel good when I could give you the prescription of my contribution that will give me significance. The danger in that is you can end up confusing your contribution as confirmation. This is God's will. It may not be. It, it may not be. It could be, I don't even love me. So if somebody will accept me, that makes me feel good about me. So I'll tolerate something, y'all. I will tolerate something that is not God's best, but at least it makes me feel better. Because I need to be healed on the inside. Or even what I do. Like, I don't even like introducing myself as a pastor sometimes. <laughs> it's like people automatically start changing and switching. I'm like, no, be you. Be, be authentically you. Please, be yourself. <laughs> be yourself. But just the title pastor in itself is a trigger for some people. The title church in itself is a trigger for some people. And this is not old school. This is biblical. God does have shepherds in the earth. 
shepherds in the earth to help you grow, to be there for you through difficulty. But if I haven't healed from my unhealthy church experience, the biblical mandate of honoring a leader or honoring a brother and sister, I'm not honoring nobody because I'm not healthy on the inside enough to do it. So I said all of that to say, Therapy Thursday is to get you to heal on the inside, so much so to when God asks you to do the hard stuff, you still could do it because I'm whole in here. I don't want us to just have an appearance of health in the keyframe. I want it to have, I want us to have health at the keypads. God cares about how you are doing on the inside more than he does how it looks like you're doing to everybody else. Just being open and transparent. This is something that God revealed to me in prayer. He's like, Jerry, you have to understand. I care about the minister just like I care about the ministry. Okay? And unwashed hands make people sick. Y'all, we in a pandemic. Unwashed hands make people sick. I don't need you to be serving up messages when you yourself are unhealthy because unwashed hands make people sick. So this is something that I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking with you. God is washing me. God is purging me. And the same way he's washing me and purging me is the same way I know he wants to wash you and purge you. I want to show you two scriptures, but before we go there, can I get everybody to put this in the room? This confession, I want you to speak it over your life. I was not made to bleed for the rest of my life. I feel like that calls for somebody's eyes to start watering. I was not made to bleed for the rest of my life. And I want to show this to you. And I want to show this to you. This comes from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 5, verse 12, a, a biblical story. And it is... And it happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and he fell on his face and implored him saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. I know that you could do this, but are you willing? I know that you could do this, but will you? Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 13, then he put out his hand and touched him. I talked about that on Sunday, something about that touch. Then he put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him, okay? I wanna marry a passage from Sunday to this passage. Remember, Sunday I was talking about this woman who goes nameless, who came to the synagogue crooked. She was bent over, she had a spirit of infirmity, okay? And she could not straighten up on her own. That's a whole word. I can't straighten up my mind on my own. I can't straighten up my lust on my own. I can't straighten up my heart on my own. I need Jesus, okay? The Bible said to this particular woman that Jesus said, you are loosed from your infirmity, but it does not say she straightened up yet. I said, you are loosed, meaning there is something that has you bound. 
I'm talking to somebody. There's something that has you bound. You called, but you're bound. There's something that has bound your sleep. There's something that has bound your mind. There is pain that still has you bound. I call you, I see you, but there's something that still has you bound. And so he says, okay, I'm gonna lose you from that. But she's still crooked. It's not until Jesus touches her that she straightens up. It's the touch that is symbolic of intimacy. Same thing in our foundational text when it says, then he put out his hand and touched him. Now, in the Old Testament, we are taught if the unclean thing, this man is considered unclean because he has leprosy. If the unclean thing touches the clean thing, the clean thing now becomes unclean. But Jesus, the embodiment of both Testament, switches it around to where if the clean thing touches the unclean thing, the clean thing now becomes clean because he is the master physician. I'm trying to get somebody to understand that Jesus wants to get in touch with you, meaning he wants to be intimate with you. And through this intimacy, whatever has a leprosy place in your life, I'm going to clean it. And look at this, y'all. I'm willing. I'm willing to heal you from what you went through. I'm willing to help you get over the divorce. I'm willing to help you restore and renew your mind. I'm willing, but I need you to be honest and say, I have leprosy here. That's the first part I want you to see. The second part is Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. Just one segment of scripture where it says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Now, in this particular context, we know that the Lord is talking to Israel, to, to Judah, about his people who were in captivity. But I want you to see the character of God. God's character is, I want you restored. I want you healthy. I want to heal you. This is, this is my character. My character is a healer. My character is a restorer. My character is I loose you. My character is to remove the leprosy. My character is to remove the shame. Shame and guilt don't come from God. That doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. Infirmity doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. Trauma doesn't come from the Holy Spirit. I want to remove all of that from you, but I need you to admit I have leprosy. I need you to admit, I need your touch. I need intimacy. I need connection. So it's Jesus and therapy. Can I get us to put that in the room? Jesus and therapy. I need his touch and I need restoration. And just like the enemy sends people, God sends people. And for somebody, I believe Therapy Thursday is going to be a godsend. And this is free. <laughs> how much your therapist charging you? $150 an hour? And all she asking you is, how did that make you feel? This is free. <laughs> this is free. We are going to go through the text, and we are going to see that the Lord wants you healthy on the inside. The Lord wants to redeem your church experience. The Lord wants to redeem your strength. The Lord wants to reintroduce you to the you you lost.
And for some of us, it's not a reintroduction, it's just an introduction. I want to introduce you to the healed version of you. I want to introduce you to the anointed version of you. I want to introduce you to the world changer version of you. I want to introduce you to the next generation trendsetter version of you. I want to introduce you to you being the bloodline shifter. I want to introduce, introduce you to you being the change agent. But maybe before I could introduce you to that, I have to deal with what left. Before I could introduce you to that, I have to deal with who you're still wrestling with in the dark. We need therapy. We need therapy. So my desire, my desire is to help you heal. Listen, y'all, listen. Your healing matters because healed people see different. Healed people see different. Healed people think different. Healed people have a different perspective. When I'm not healed, I will use yesterday's pain as today's perspective. Heal people see different. They have a different perspective. Heal so much so to where you could hear what's actually being said without our wounds rewording it. I want us to heal. I want us to heal so that we can stop having the paranoia that's given us insomnia because the mind constantly replays what the heart fears to feel again. I want you to heal because when you heal, you see different. I don't want you to measure your strength by how much pain you could take. Like I could turn out all of these lights and my eyes will adjust to the darkness. That doesn't mean I have night vision. <laughs> what have you adjusted to that God wants to loose from you? What, what have you adjusted to? Stop measuring your strength by how much you could take. So that is what Therapy Thursday is going to be all about. I know y'all are probably like, uh-uh, it's just getting good. Uh-uh, I need more. Uh-uh. I, I just want to give us an introduction on why I felt the Holy Spirit has led for me to go this direction for every other Thursday. It's because I need Jesus and I need therapy. And there's some stuff that I'm going to ask them to do that you have to be healed enough on the inside to do it. And some of us are so wounded and so broken from what we have gone through that when God asks us to do a faith move, we're not healed enough to have that much faith. But if you could heal on the inside, there it is. If you could heal on the inside, when God gives you an instruction for you to take a faith risk, you're willing to do it. Why? Because you trust him. Deception is a war move on your trusting ability. And if I could heal and I could trust, not just in people, but trust in my God, then maybe when he tells me something to do that doesn't make sense to me because I'm in chapter 16, but it makes sense, sense to him because he knows your end from the beginning. And so he'll tell you something in your chapter 16 because he knows what's coming in your chapter 26, but you feel disqualified because of your chapter 14. God is not looking from your past then to your future. He sees your future and he starts to talk to you in reverse. They don't make sense. I'm gonna trust what he tells me to do in chapter 16 because he's the author of my story. I want us to heal so that we can stop handing pain the pen so that it has the editing rights of each chapter. So I'm gonna pray. 
I'm gonna pray and listen. Sunday, join us online, 12 p.m. Central Time, or come join us. We are in Houston, Texas, 10355 Mills Road. People came late this Sunday, and Torrance and Harley had a seat, huh? <laughs> so if you come, get there, and God's gonna do something mighty in the house. I'm gonna leave you with this. This, this message on Sunday is gonna be a problem, y'all. We're in this King Encounter series. Sunday is called Side Peace. <laughs> Sunday is called Side Peace. Why did Nicodemus come to Jesus at night? We need to call him Nick at night. <laughs> and how many of us are treating Jesus like a side piece? You know what rule number one is of being a side piece? You always number two. Know that. Jesus, you always going to be number two, maybe number two, number three, number four. You know what rule number two is of being a side piece? You can't freely contact me. I contact you. When I want something from you, God, I'll let you know. When I... Why am I giving y'all my sermon notes? It's just going to be good. You want to join us on Sunday for part two of this King Encounter series. I just wanted to kind of let you know what Therapy Thursday is all about and why we're going this route. Because we need Jesus and therapy so that when he asks us to do something in faith, I'm healed enough to do it. So, Father God, we thank you for being sovereign. We thank you for being awesome. And, God, we thank you. For like what we see in the text and the scripture we read on tonight, you are willing. You are willing to make us clean. You are willing to make us whole. You are willing to restore us. You are willing to heal us. And you want to help us, oh God, to stop hiding the areas of our heart that have leprosy. So that we can show you, God, this is what hurt. This is what I'm dealing with. This is why I don't trust anymore. This is why I'm an introvert, because I'm into hurt. This is why I think the way I think. And would you restore me and reintroduce me to who I was before that happened or introduce me to the next level me that I never met before? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We love you all so much. Make sure that you join us. I can't wait to see you on Sunday. Have a wonderful night.